0: The focus of our readings this week is preparation, but we have to figure out what that means. The gospel shows it's possible to attend to the tasks of this life while preparing for the next. St. Paul suggests we with ourselves with Christ and to keep in mind the image of peace from Isaiah, then we've got a pretty good idea of what we need to work for. As Christians, We have to get out there, live good lives, see the world as Jesus does, and then prepare for his coming by building the kingdom here on earth. Welcome to The Real Word Podcast for the first Sunday in Advent, Cycle A of the Roman Catholic Lectionary. I'm Brandon Jubar and I'll be your guide as we walk through the readings for this week. It's an important process because we believe the scriptures are the inspired Word of God, but to really be nourished by the Word, we need to break it open and look a little deeper. We need to let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Now, the messages I get from these scriptures might feel right to you, but you also might find that the Holy Spirit tells you something else, and that is absolutely all right. So if you're ready, let's dive in. As I said, tonight we'll be looking at the readings for the first Sunday in Advent, Cycle A. Our first reading is from Isaiah, it's chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Our second reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, it's chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. And our Gospel reading is from Matthew, it's chapter 24, verses 37 through 44. Just a couple things to note. First, we do have readings from both the Old and New Testaments. Isaiah is from the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Scripture, while the letter to the Romans is from the New Testament, or the Christian Scripture, as is our Gospel reading. Now tonight, we'll see that the plow is mightier than the sword. Uh, We better armor up, and if we wait, it might be too late. Okay, let's start by going through the readings and then we can talk about the messages we find. Our first reading is from the prophet Isaiah. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountains of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Our second reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, do this understanding the present time the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed the night is nearly over the day is almost here so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light let us behave decently as in the daytime not in carousing and drunkenness not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. And our gospel reading is from Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be, at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill, one will be taken, and the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. All right, so let's take a first glance at these readings and ask ourselves, what does it mean? What messages and meanings can we find if we dig around just a little bit? Our first reading was from the book of Isaiah. And in this first reading, the, the prophet isn't just listing off some things that will happen. At the time, Israel was they were facing the possibility of military destruction so this message was intended to give the people hope it it describes a time when when god's word will pour out from zion and reach the entire world so isaiah was was trying to encourage the israelites and and give the the people hope in the face of potential tragedy now the prophet what the prophet described it was, it was a wonderful new world Giving the people kind of a glimpse of the peace the Lord will eventually bring. Now, you know, it's likely a quote you're familiar with, right? Hammering swords into plows. But for a people who had been battling for so long and who were facing the very real possibility of being destroyed by war, it was a, a hopeful vision of the future that they really needed. Now, as Christians, we're still holding on to that vision today i mean you know we had the war to end all wars that didn't do it and and the almost constant military conflicts since that time only seem to be escalating you know while, while we had the the period of cold war ended it, you know only you know, basically potentially beginning another period of real war between global powers that are looking to expand on a finite planet. The Lord, through Isaiah, promised that the people of every nation will turn to God for guidance, and and they will all obey God's commands someday. It's a vision of no wars and no violence, when the tools of destruction will be replaced by the tools of production. People won't kill each other, and and nations won't destroy each other. So the main message I got from our first reading is that the Lord has given us an image of peace on earth. Of course, that doesn't mean we get to sit back and let everything go to hell in the meantime. In fact, this vision of peace on earth is one that we should be striving to achieve. Advent is a time of preparation, and part of preparing for the coming of the Lord is is to examine our lives. Chances are we all need to stop doing certain things and start doing or, or do more of other things. Well, It's hard to go wrong if we focus on doing God's will, which we can discern because the Lord has given us an image of peace on earth. Our second reading was from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. And in this letter to the the Christians in Rome, it's clear that St. Paul, like many of his contemporaries at the time, believed that Jesus would return during his lifetime. It's, It's likely that he never thought we'd still be waiting over 2,000 years later. But there is still meaning in his words. I'm sure that's why the early church following his death continued to share this message, and and that's why we're still talking about it today. St. Paul was correct when he said, our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Regardless of when Jesus comes again, every day that passes brings us one day closer to the end, whether that's The end of our lives here on earth or the end of the world on judgment day we continue to get closer to it and frankly we don't know for sure when either of those ends will come so we need to be prepared paul tells us to wake up from your slumber (laughs) and that's a bigger challenge than most people might imagine Living a wakeful life is difficult when there are so many things vying for our attention. And a lot of them, like like the ones Paul listed, also try to draw us into darkness, where our focus is solely on gratifying the desires of the flesh. Now, the other way, the way that Paul suggests, is to clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's like covering ourselves with a warm blanket that will protect us from the cold of sin. And putting on Christ should comfort us and protect us, which will then allow us to see the world for what it is, to see our desires for what they are, and to make better choices for our lives. Anyway, the main message I got from our second reading is that we must be prepared for the coming of the Lord. Clothing ourselves with Christ is a wonderful metaphor, but we need to figure out what that really means. I would suggest that it means seeing the world and ourselves through, through a lens of love, forgiveness, and radical acceptance. When we choose darkness, like the sins St. Paul described, we do it because we don't love ourselves. Maybe we haven't forgiven ourselves for something we've done or failed to do, or, or we just can't accept ourselves, flaws and all. So we seek something outside of ourselves and something other than God. That's not the way to be prepared. And we must be prepared for the coming of the Lord. And finally, our gospel reading was from Matthew. And this reading is A little scary because it's meant to be this is is taken from what's called the apocalyptic discourse which jesus shared in private with his disciples these words are they're meant to be unsettling they're they're meant to stir people to action and even though jesus claims to not know the day or time you can sort of feel an urgency in his words in this reading jesus challenges us to be awake and ready because everything could change any minute now. Unlike Noah's neighbors who continued to focus on everyday things and weren't prepared for what was coming, Jesus said that we need to be alert and ready for anything. Being spiritually and faithfully alert and ready is difficult because we still have lives to live, we still have things to do, and, and plenty of them are, are mundane tasks we do just to survive. Now, some people read this gospel, where Jesus gives examples of people working side by side, and one of them is, is taken while the other remains. And they interpret it to mean that only some will be chosen to live with God in eternity, and the others will be left behind. But if you look at, at, at this within the context of what Jesus was saying— I think the meaning is a little different. I think Jesus was saying that it's not easy to do all the things needed to survive in this world and to be prepared for the next. But it is possible. Jesus didn't say that the people working in the fields or grinding with a handmill were all left behind, and, and those praying all day in the synagogue were taken. He was showing that being prepared while still living our daily lives is absolutely possible. It's just not necessarily easy. So the main message I got from our gospel reading is that we must continue to live our lives while we prepare for the coming of the Lord. We don't know the day or time that the end will come the end of our lives, or the end of the world on Judgment Day. So we have to cover our bases. We need to continue to live our lives doing the things of this world, but we can't get so caught up in them that we forget about the rest. We need to stay focused on following Christ and getting ready for the end whenever it arrives. The bottom line is that we must continue to live our lives while we prepare For the coming of the Lord. All right, so let's sum up what we've talked about so far. In our first reading from Isaiah, the main message I came away with was the Lord has given us an image of peace on earth. In our second reading from Romans, the main message I got was we must be prepared for the coming of the Lord. And finally, the main message I got from our gospel reading was we must continue to live our lives while we prepare for the coming of the Lord. Look, it's Advent, the beginning of the church liturgical year, and the beginning of our preparation for Christmas, when we celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ. So it's not surprising that the main focus of our readings is preparation. The trick is to figure out exactly what that means. So working backward from our gospel reading, we see that it's possible to continue attending to the tasks of this life while preparing for the next. And if we do what St Paul suggested and clothe ourselves with Christ, then we'll have a great start. And if we keep in mind the image of peace on earth that Isaiah shared, then we also have an idea of what to work for. It's not enough to hole up somewhere and pray. We need to get out there, live good lives, see the world as Jesus sees it, and prepare for the Lord by building the kingdom here on earth. All right, so let's step back and take a second glance at these readings overall and ask ourselves if our path has become clear. To do this, I try to answer two questions. So what? And now what? Okay, so what? Why should we care about any of this? Well, we should care about this because it's not enough to say that Advent is a time of preparation. It's not enough to put out the Christmas decoration, light an Advent wreath, and and say an extra prayer here and there. Preparation takes more than that, so we need to figure out what to do. Too many people find faith in hindsight. They they look back at events in their lives and they say, I think the Holy Spirit was at work there. Or they they look at a good decision they've made and think, I didn't realize it at the time, but the Lord was working through me. During Advent, we should be looking forward, not backward. and, And we should be consciously putting our faith into action, inviting the Holy Spirit to work through us. Preparing for the coming of Jesus at Christmas should not be a passive thing. It must be active. And the last question I try to answer is, now what? What are we supposed to do? Where do we go from here? Well, it's helpful to get inspiration from others, but we tend to think too big when we do it. We focus on saints or famous people who are driving massive change in the world. Sure, they're inspirational. But sometimes it's more helpful to find inspiration that that's more applicable to our everyday lives. So with that in mind, Here's your real challenge for all of Advent. Every evening, before you go to bed, ask yourself this question, where did I meet Jesus during my day? We don't need to figure everything out on our own. We can, we can take inspiration from others and get ideas that we can implement in our own lives, but we need to make the time to notice those things first. So during Advent, try to notice where others are Jesus to you. Notice where they make a difference to you. And and when you realize how someone else was Jesus to you, decide if you can do something similar for someone else. So every evening, before you go to bed, ask yourself this question. Where did I meet Jesus during my day? Well, before I wrap things up, I'd like to leave you with one more quote from Scripture. As you're thinking about who has been Jesus to you, and you continue to look for ways to prepare yourself during Advent, remember what Jesus said during the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Whenever we choose peace over anger or violence, We are choosing Christ. We are clothing ourselves with Christ and being Jesus to others. So regardless of how much inspiration you do or don't get from others, always remember that you can't go wrong by choosing peace. All right, we've come to the end of our time here together. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back again next week. But in the meantime, I really do encourage you to use this as a starting point. Spend some time with the bible on your own read through a passage a couple of times think about it pray about it try to open up not only your mind but your heart break open the word and then listen to what the holy spirit says to you the real word podcast is brought to you by the real values project real youth ministry and the real values framework real stands for respect engage accept, and lead. For more information on the real values, please visit keepingitreal.club. And finally, the Bible readings used for this podcast are from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 1973, 1978, 1984, and 2011, by Biblica, Inc. Used by permission, all rights reserved worldwide.